I don't know if I'm an evil man, I'm a baby blood. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is November 20th, 2020. This is episode 268. And today, Cyberdemic Angel of Light. And you know me, I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus, we love you, learning to love ourselves and praying for our enemies. And, uh, and cracking down on the Illuminati shills and the elite brainwashing of the universe. Exactly. Expose Sorry, them. I thought, I'd tr- I thought I'd try to like jump in and add some uh, some like real Hollywood f- flair to that uh, to the tagline. Did it work? I don't know. You just ask oh. the chat. Did it work? We'll have to we'll have to check with the Nielsen ratings company see if that upped the ratings yeah anyways um so we're here we're happy we're here gons are you happy you're here i'm okay i'm all right Uh, yeah i know we're getting started early i mean (laughs) opposite of early we're getting started late uh which makes gons a little grumpy that's okay yeah uh we we do have kind of uh i don't know uh, it's gonna be a little bit shorter of a show but only because we're late but that's okay the quality is going to be top notch um i don't know if uh, anybody else noticed but uh you know when i'm doing the show i'm almost always having to hold on to the microphone like you can see my hand uh holding on losing control uh often getting smacked in the face with this microphone as it wiggles around in my swivelly chair um but gans i think i did it i think i secured it i think i tightened everything up and i switched out the the uh some parts and i think i can actually do the show with two free hands yeah and clearly you got some visine uh or you you took my advice you baptized yourself And you're back to your old googly eyes there. Oh, yes, yes. The reptilian eyes have, uh, they have gone the way of the dinosaurs, I guess. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, we're trying to calm it down a little bit. We got a little wild for a few episodes there, but I'm feeling good. I feel clear eyes. Clear eyes, clear hearts, can't podcast at all. (laughs) But we're going to try our best. Well, Joe's gone over your shoulder, too, so that's a good sign. Yeah, he's busy. Yeah, he's busy. He's busy. He's off uh, dominating the world or something. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. So, any news? No. Let's just. Did anything happen? Oh, I mean, nothing personal. But let's let's go get into some of the stuff. Uh, Again, we're here to distract you from the election craziness. It's part of our job. But um, just a brief update on. But before we do that, before we distract you away from it. Uh, a couple things. The, the Kraken was unleashed, allegedly. Mm, um, mm-hmm. With the, it was spewing down Giuliani's head. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, yes. Things going on there. I, uh, did you see this live? I didn't see it. I just saw memes. I watched. I didn't parts even know it. it was new. I thought I, it was just something that happened a while ago that I missed. Yeah, I, I watched part of it. Uh, it wasn't as exciting as a lot of people were hoping for. 
but uh, I I do think that they it feels like they're rushing. Obviously, they probably are rushing. Well, they have, but to, they just yeah. made little errors. You know, uh, uh, Cindy Powell mentioning the wrong dude in charge down in uh, I, there was just a whole bunch of little mistakes they made that I mm. wish they had tightened up because it just gives the the other side a lot of meat to chew on you know in the yeah in the public well you've noticed i mean there's so much happening with uh yes the kraken being released and trump and his administration and his lawyers and other lawyers and everybody really trying to get this case going before i believe december 8th is their deadline yeah um but it's really funny to watch the constant stream of how Donald Trump isn't uh, going to f- succeed at uh, challenging the election because there's no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. Uh, when I mean, even I don't even know the, the extent of the legal evidence that the, the legal teams are c- trying to present. But uh, I don't know. There's some interesting things to look at. But you can it's fun to watch the media sort of scramble to finish their brainwashing before you know, there's any actual information on the legal proceedings. Right. The big thing last night was uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson uh, basically asking for like hard evidence and going after Sidney Powell saying like, Hey, you didn't give actual hard evidence. Yeah. So, people are mad at I Tucker know, Carlson right now. So, <laughs> I mean, there's two takes on that. There's the Tucker's lost it. He, he chose the evil side. He's trying to keep his job. So he's got to, you know, he's got to uh, go against the whole Republican, you know, whatever. Sure. Or he's just trying to be an objective journalist and looking for the evidence. And well, <laughs> I'm not sure if Tucker is well known for being an objective journalist. No. But who knows? Who knows? Well, I think what's happening is. He's a news commentator. I know. Is, like us. You know, we're not necessarily reporters were news commentators yeah, yeah well i think what he was trying to do was he wanted uh, more of the heavy hitting stuff to break on his show and when he found out he wasn't going to get it because <laughs> a lot of it's if it's going to court they're not going to release stuff before they're in court you know some of the mm-hmm. information anyway um so i don't know it's it's all a big you know dog and pony show and it's a uh, it's frustrating for a lot of people and, well, uh, to be honest, I can I can say the same. Th- I didn't I didn't watch Tucker Carlson. I don't know exactly what he said. But if he's simply making a demand for some hard evidence to report on, because that's his job, I could probably say the same thing. I would love yeah. some hard evidence so I could talk well, about it. You can it. you can go you can uh, go to louder with Crowder. Crowder showed some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, he's just showing the same stuff that is floating around Twitter. Uh, it's, uh, I don't look, think I, so. Hey, I think he I showed- appreciate, I appreciate all the very interesting pieces of evidence coming out. You know, people with videos, no, hey, videos not- of vote counters. That's very interesting. The videos. Of no, the, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Crowder, the- Crowder showed some documentation by the County themselves that, that showed discrepancy between the number of people registered and the number yeah. of votes that came, but it was like documented. It wasn't just I like, it wasn't just video of people it's, not getting able, you know, not being able to watch them vote or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, there's stuff there, but again, don't misunderstand me. I believe that there is evidence out there, yeah. but I want to see something new. 
I, I got nothing to say until there's something new yeah. and verifiable. I mean, we can fill this show with all the same stuff everybody's talking about, but that's not what we do here. Yep, yep, yep. It's all a dog and pony show. And also Barack Obama uh, was on Jimmy Kimmel saying he was joking that the Navy SEALs could remove Trump from the White House. I mean, I, I don't know if it, that's like that's the biggest, joke. It's, the, it's the biggest troll job. You know, it, as long as the president Trump is going to troll people, um, so they're yeah. going to, they're going to troll back. And this is one of those things. I, I saw a few conservative types get really, really up in arms about this comment here. So, uh, again, big dog and pony show. We know that in the end, well, the real evidence, the thing to know is the real evidence is, is not going to be public before it's in the courts. Right. It's going to be in the courts. It'll be presented in the courts before we see any of the real verifiable evidence. Not to say that the stuff other people are talking about isn't real. I'm just saying, that, look, I'm not here to make this. I got nothing to say that other people haven't said at this point. Sure. Okay, let's go. Okay. Um. Oh, so you want to go right into the Flippy update? Oh, yeah, we do. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? That's right, folks. It's the Flippy Update. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to ramble on the same prattling script. I talk about Flippy every single uh, episode, but I will let any newcomers know. Uh, Flippy is the name of the original burger flipping robot, the disembodied robot arm. And uh, it was really the first scare of people losing, you know, normal working class people losing their jobs to robots um, uh, in recent, in modern history, in, in the most recent times. And since then, Flippy has kind of become an archetypal symbol of how robotics and AI are taking over our jobs, enslaving our children and flirting with our spouses. And so we like to talk about Flippy and all the ways that robotics and AI are making their way into our lives. Uh, and they're here to stay, folks, until the robot, uh, until the rebellion. So today I'm coming from time.com. That's right. A big source for a Flippy story. But this is uh, from time.com. And it's simply headlined a skill building robot. Don't let the cutting edge AI and robotics fool you. Moxie is more like a Mr. Rogers's neighborhood character than Hal. Created by vets of the children's show, as well as Pixar, Jim Henson's products, and experts in education and child development, the robot is designed to help boost the social and emotional skills of five to ten year olds. Uh, in Moxie, which goes for uh, about $1,700, children find a compassionate pal who encourages reading and drawing and sends them on missions meant to spur engagement with adults, siblings, and peers, such as writing kind notes for their family to find or talking to a friend about feelings. Paolo Perjanian, CEO and founder of embodied moxie's creator says it is intended to offer quote a springboard into the real world <laughs> now here's the thing gons and uh it's really this is kind of a, a a universal issue that we're running into we're just hearing across the world that because of covid you know there's much more uh school shutdowns going on right. uh even before the school shutdowns you know kids are stuck at home they're having to do their uh their schooling from home over zoom which is 
hilarious that that was even you know something Considered. that people thought thought would work yeah. for especially for five to ten year olds yeah. that's just crazy um and so these kids aren't getting to hang out with their friends by design because what's better than creating an entire generation not raised uh, with socialization with other children but raised with a with a robot a robot that is programmed and designed by uh you know uh, of course mr rogers neighborhood uh, veterans as well as pixar and jim henson products um i mean there's an argument to be made that uh at least my generation was trained by Mr. Rogers and Pixar and Jim Henson's products. So I don't know. There's something to be said there, but instead of socializing your children uh, with other human beings, now they will be socialized with a tiny, cute little robot that'll send them on missions and teach them about friendship. Uh, I think this is a really, I mean, they tried to make this as friendly as humanly possible, even this article in time. Um, but I mean, really, it's uh, it's a really kind of spooking, a spooky look into the future of raising children post COVID. Yeah, this is a I'm pretty sure this is a native ad that yeah, time it is. basically, you know, got paid to run this little story. Yeah. And they obviously didn't get paid very much because no. it's one paragraph, it's long. one paragraph and it's uh, Christmas time. So, hey, what do you yes. want for your, hey, we, th- this is a true thing. I know because I have a three and a half year old that mm. uh, social uh, uh, opportunities are limited. You know, I'm totally. trying to get out there, having her play with uh, some kids in the neighborhood and stuff like that. But I get it. I understand all the parents are concerned. Like, oh, I'm, we're worried about their social skills because they're not interacting. They're not in class. Da, 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 da. Well, Enter Moxie, you know, <laughs> Moxie will yeah. be your friend. For a, f- hey, parents, for a mere $1,700 <laughs> this Christmas, you can buy your child a friend. Yeah. And, you know, because now you have to keep them at home and you can't go to work. And, uh, you know, to, I, you already are <laughs> dealing with the COVID economy. Uh it's this is five hundred dollars more than the federal stimulus bill or federal stimulus checks that came earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, first of all, uh, as we're always aware of with robotics, uh, you know, in our lives, you are sort of at the whim of the programmers. Uh, you know, you're you're giving the socialization, the social training over to a bunch of uh Inter- basically entertainers uh, it's mr rogers a tv show uh pixar a film company jim henson also uh entertainment company you're handing a you know the job of socializing your child over to a bunch of entertainment executives uh who programmed a robot and uh no doubtedly is going to collect all the data from your child right. so that was the point. Get ready for that. That, that was the point I was uh, going to make is that, yeah, it's collecting all the data. So it's learning better to interact with your children. And that's the big yeah. difference between, because some people will say, well, yeah, we grew up with, I grew up with Jim Henson productions and Pixar films. And so what's the harm? Right. But the harm yeah. is, is, you know, a TV show or a movie or something like that. They're not collecting emotional and social data 
from your child. You know, that you got some general stuff yeah, that they and they're can not collect replacing, and learn. They're not replacing human children. <laughs> no, they're not. But there's but uh, which this is trying to right. do. The, the the most disturbing part of it is the part where it says to help boost the the social and emotional skills of a right. five to ten year old, a robot doing that. That is very Again, troubling. It's, it's just handing responsibility of other uh, human beings of socializing with children their own age over to uh, a corporation who's a trying to make money and collect your data for sure. Although at a $1,700 price point, they might be able to afford to not collect your data. Who knows? Um, no, they're going to still do it. Come on. You know, the weird little thing that, I mean, it sounds cool to, to me as a, as a, you know, native speaking gamer boy in the gamer generation, um, Moxie sending your kids on, uh, missions, spurring engagement with adult siblings and peers, such as writing kind notes for the family. You know, it's giving little missions to your child. Oh boy. I hope a hacker doesn't get wise to this. <laughs> goes back to, Hey, uh, here's your next mission. Go into mommy's jewelry box and put it in the mailbox and send it to <laughs> Embodied Incorporated. 666 Thanks. Avenue. That's your new mission. Yes, yeah, 666 <laughs> Avenue. Uh, anyways, there you go. I, I mean, this is really kind of uh, uh, certainly sinister. You know, somebody in the, the chat is asking, what's a native story? Referring to native ad. That's actually a good idea. Uh Everybody should have this as part of their sort of digital uh, literacy. A native ad is a news story, usually reported by a news corporate, uh, you know, a news outlet. Um, but uh, it's a news story that is specifically written to advertise a product and it'll be paid for by that company. So, you know, Walmart does a lot of these where there'll be a news story of like, Oh, Walmart is having a, a great, they're doing a great job of having robots clean their floors. Did, did you know this, that, ro, uh, that Walmart is one of the most progressive uh, robotics companies? And by the way, the PlayStation 5 will be available this Christmas. That's a, that's a native ad. Uh, it's, it's framed as a news story, but it is paid for by a company to mention uh, their brand a whole bunch of times. Right. Yep. Yeah. You got to look out for that. There's a lot of oh, uh, boy. Whoa, stuff falling over there. <laughs> There's a cat jumping around. Sorry. A lot of, um, you know, your nightly news when they have stories about uh, pharmaceutical stuff, mm -hmm. it, it's usually a story about, Oh, you know, grandma's got, uh, got a whole lot better with this, whatever. It's a native ad. So there's, it happens all the time in any kind of news, major news media, mainstream media. Not here, though. Yeah. Not well, here. Not here. We don't get paid by any of these brands to talk <laughs> about them for three hours, three times a week. Uh, so there you go. That's your flippy, flippy update. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. 33 is the number of completion of the Great War. 33 is the Illuminati dog whistle, and this is Austin.Towers.net. Nativo is officially topped out at 33 floors in the Rainy Street District. Here in Austin, they're allegedly building this groundbreaking uh, building, Austin Condo Tower. I thought this was interesting because it's not just 
the 33, uh, you know, floors of this building, but it's what this building is. And, uh, what is this building? Yeah. It says here it's 33 floors rising at 48 East Avenue on the edge of the forever growing rainy street district will operate under a unique home sharing ownership model. It's developers at Pearlstone partners and new guard development group describes as a quote, first of its kind innovative concept in residential living offering buyers quote, the benefit of home ownership combined with the ease and service of a high-end hotel. So <laughs> it sounds like a timeshare to me. This does not sound revolutionary. It's revolutionary, Basil, and uh, thirty-three stories high, of course. Oh, perfect. Uh, of course. Well, yeah, you know, this really reeks of the twenty thirty. Um, oh yeah. Agenda twenty thirty. You don't or own anything. You just live yeah. here. You live here. But we'll take care of all of your needs, like a high-end yes. hotel. Who needs a house or to rent their own apartment when they can have a timeshare that they live in and, uh, you know, don't own anything? Uh, just be happy. Just stop thinking about it. All I know is all the Illuminati shills, like the real Illuminists, are going to live on the 33rd floor. They're going to be, oh, they're yeah. all going to be paying big bucks to, to be on they're the 33rd all gonna be, floor. They're going to be sharing the 33rd floor. <laughs> Who owns it? Uh, we all do. Or no one, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> all of us, but no one. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the fun sort of like weird postmodern dystopian uh, socialist future. Yeah. Instead, you know, the old timey, the, the 20th century communism was we all own everything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the 21st century communism is we all own nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very interesting. I thought it was uh, something to point out. And then this one, Jurist.org. Apple agrees to pay $113 million uh, in settlement with 33 states. So oh, perfect. What is this about? Apple has settled with 33 states and the District of Columbia, agreeing Wednesday to pay $113 million to rectify its past practice of slowing customers' old iPhones in efforts to preserve battery life. Yeah. Oh, this is finally going. This yeah. was a class action that started like five years I ago. I know, or I know. And 113 million doesn't sound like a lot of money, especially when uh, 24.6 million goes to California and the remaining 88.4 million being divided up amongst the other 32 states. So. And when it says it's going to the states, it's not getting paid to the states themselves, right? It's it's going to people who joined the class action. I remember I got the email about that yeah. long, long time ago. Did you get it? I, yeah, it was like, hey, ago. we're yeah. opening this class action. And of course, most of the money goes to the lawyers. Yeah. And uh, each person who joined the class action will get like $12. That's, yeah, I, I know. Think, I think I recently got the email like, Hey, we're, we're going to win. Get ready for your $12. <laughs> that's, that's why a lot of times I get, you know, I'll, I'll see this kind of class action stuff where you can participate. And then it's like, ah, uh, what am I? I mean, uh, great. I'm going to have to fill out, you know, my paper, my, my name will be associated with this case oh, where I a, got yeah. six go, bucks. <laughs> you go on record. You have to fill out at least $20 is worth of paperwork <laughs> and sending that paperwork. $12. Yeah. It's out of control. So yeah. anyway, 33 States, just a Woo! signal to everybody what the uh, true agenda is here. And yeah, let's just keep moving on. Space Pope Reptilian. 
This one, I, you know, this happened last week and I was going to report it earlier this week, but I thought, okay, let's see what happens here. But now that Snopes.com reported it, I thought, of course, we need to, we need oh, to address it. So, you know, it's true. Yeah. Did Pope <laughs> Francis's Instagram account like a racy photo? Ooh. Ooh Pope being naughty. Well, did he? The Instagram account for Pope Francis liked a racy image of a Brazilian model. True. Wow. True. Who would have known? In November 2020, journalists reported that the official Instagram account for Pope Francis had liked a racy photograph of Natalia Garaboto, a Brazilian model. The pictures showed Garaboto in lingerie uh, with her rear end facing the camera. The Hmm. (laughs) Catholic news agency reported, quote, the exact same time of the like is unclear. Uh, exact time of the like is unclear, but it was visible and reported by news outlets on November 13th. The photograph was unliked on November 14th after CNA asked the Holy See press office for comment. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, this was just some social media intern who runs that account. Sure. And, uh, you know how it works. you you logged into mo- multiple accounts on your phone. If you're a social media person and this kid just forgot to switch over off of the Pope's account mm-hmm. or the Pope <laughs> is, is snooping around on his Instagram yeah. account. So he finally got access to his own Twitter account and didn't realize that, uh, yeah, likes are, uh, are visible. I like this. Uh, uh, it, maybe that's just part of it, the outreach. It's just, <laughs> really that's his digital new, ministry is new tactic for reaching young people. <laughs> uh, it was, it wasn't unliked before Garaboto's management company, Koi corporation, which I thought it was ironic, not very coy of them, captured a mm. screenshot, which it posted on its own Instagram account, uh, along with the comment that it had received the Pope's official blessing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, this Natalia uh, model person, Brazilian model, man, what a thing to oh, put on the resume, huh? Yeah. Liked man. by the Pope. That is by the Pope. That, that really skyrockets <laughs> she, her. Her career is going to blast off after this. Yeah. It's next level uh, Instagram celebrity, whatever it is. Those people. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, keep off Instagram, okay. Pope. That's great. Next up, yeah, we no, have. Uh, don't, don't let that. <laughs> don't let that dirty guy uh, back on his account. Yeah. He's got problems. Okay. Next up, we here. We have uh, Amazon Pharmacia. <laughs> As Jeff Bezos laughing there, CNBC.com, Amazon jumps into the pharmacy business with online prescription fulfillment, free delivery for prime members. Yay. About time. Yeah. The bullet points Amazon is making its biggest move yet into the pharmacy space. Amazon pharmacy is designed to make it easy and convenient to uh, order prescription medicines online. There's also a savings program and two-day free shipping for Prime members. I mean, is there anything that Amazon's not going to take over? No, I mean, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> this is, just, I mean, the headline itself is enough. I don't really have any commentary on this. Of course, of course they did. Why do we need any other company in the world? Yeah. Just let Daddy Bezos take care of you. Yeah, good luck CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart, and Target, and you all know, those places doing the pharmacy. Yeah. Y- you know, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a twisted thought I just thought of, but <laughs> oh, considering <no>. the, 
considering the um uh oh man you might need to help me with the the verification of this but i believe it was one of the many names um well does the term the many breasted one mean anything to you <laughs> uh, there's some goddess from the ancient uh right so the many breasted one i'm trying to think i should not be talking about this without doing the research beforehand i believe even yes, uh, uh, yahweh is referred yep, to the hebrew the word should die one comes yes, from the root so, word breast literally translated it would mean many breasted one yep, yep yeah so it's it's one of the words for god and it's part of the uh, part of the um you know the the prov- the prov- pro- <laughs> the provider sort right, of right. characteristic of god right and so yeah knowing the the occult affiliations of many of the elites it kind of seems like jeff is trying to uh position himself as the many-breasted one as the shaddai you know, el shaddai yes right mm. whatever you need daddy bezos has it for you yeah interesting yeah well uh i mean given the whole vaccine thing you know looming i'm sure this is uh getting in front of that whole money-making machine you know, with uh, mm-hmm. the Rona vaccines coming out, but you know, not before we lock down. This is a story about my home state here. Uh oh, some can emerge. That was me trying to me, me trying to do new some world order. Oh, got it. Yeah, it was a little weak. <laughs> you kind of stepped on me too, so it didn't sorry, really work out. Sorry, doing a lot of that today, buddy. <laughs> I know it's a weird day. <laughs> Gavin Newsom tweeted out due to the rise in COVID-19 cases, California is issuing a limited stay at home order. Non-essential work and gatherings must stop from 10 PM to 5 AM in counties in the purple tier. This will take effect 10 PM on Saturday and remain for one month together. We can flatten the curve again. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's actually happening. <sighs> I mean, I guess I can, but I just feel so sorry for you. You know, don't feel too sorry though. Beca- okay, because I won't. the OC Sheriff's Department, <laughs> OC Sheriff Barnes. Oh yeah, I love the sheriffs of our country. Yeah, they came out. He said uh, the Sheriff's Department for Orange County, which is my town here. Earlier today, the Orange County Sheriff's Department became aware of the limited stay-at-home order that Governor Newsom's office ordered to go into effect on Saturday, November 21st at 10 p.m. Throughout the pandemic, the Orange County Sheriff's Department has taken an education-first approach with regard to the public health orders. We are currently assessing the action by the governor. At this time, due to the need to have deputies available for emergency calls for service, like real things happening in the world, deputies will not be responding to requests for face coverings or social gatherings only enforcement. Hey, <laughs> that's what I that's what I love. They they're, spe- <laughs> they're specifically saying stop snitching. Yeah, no. Don't be a tattletale. I We're know. not going to show up. I know, but it's just so funny how they're like, "Uh, n- no. Governor Newsom, get out of here." You know what's funny too? We are currently assessing the action by the governor. That almost mm-hmm. makes me uh, uh you know, not not really hopeful, but like myopic with like oh they're gonna arrest him for his for his incompetence they're gonna find ways to get at newsom oh is that the that's the word on the street no but that's just my myopic oh. view of what the sheriff is saying here yeah uh, well you know it's funny newsom is the worst i just feel so sorry for you california people 
As a former California boy myself, I am just so happy <laughs> that I'm not there anymore. But you know, it's it's the the good thing though is that there are a lot of people sort of pushing back. There's a lot of people that just despise Newsom. Uh, although you yeah. won't see that on his Twitter feed, you got a lot of uh, Lib Joe type saying like, "You're saving lives, Newsom. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart." You're saving lives by going out to dinner with all your rich Democrat <laughs> friends and not social distancing or wearing masks and then lying about it you know, on uh, television. That, that little uh, thing he had to do publicly was hilarious because he's like, you know what I should have done is walked right out. Like, yeah, all right. Get out of here. Get out of here. Newsom, Newsom was saying that. Yeah. He was like, I sat well, down yeah. and I it was very lots of families. What I should have done. Is got walked out, got in my car, and drove home. I'm like, wow, that's well, rude. He's not wrong. That would be very that's rude of you. That's your- exactly what he should have done for his own political career. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for his own political uh, perceptions. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's um, uh, the uh, the newsome front here on uh, my neck of the woods. Although, again, Good. I'm in Orange County, which means not even the sheriff's department is going to be enforcing it. So uh, party you know on, people. On the on the topic of snitching, mm-hmm. real quick, yep. I will say I do have a little bit of uh, a personal issue right now because uh, I do know again a good liberal mm-hmm. who uh, does what they're told, um, who currently has COVID in their life, uh, or at least tested positive, was having all the flu symptoms, you know, right, um, and. I'm aware that this person is going to go to a big event in the next week or so. Mm. Now, technically, when this event comes, it will be three weeks since he was uh, had a positive test. But I I was talking to this person and I was like, so do they know? Are you going to tell anybody you're going to get another test? You're going to test negative to go to this thing? He's like, no, it's been three weeks. I'll be fine. I'm like, okay, have fun. <laughs> it's like, hey, and a part of me wants to be like, hey, look, you should at least tell them that you had it. Whether or not you get a negative test, you should probably let them know. That's kind of a, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. The people, somebody else was telling me I should tell the people I'm like, there's no, no way I'm going to snitch on this guy. Uh, but tell that, him, ew. tell him he's being a bad Democrat. Lib Joe. <laughs> Wasn't there, <laughs> who was it that said you're that being uh, a bad liberal? Yeah. Who, somebody was uh, saying how they're like, a sh- I think it was the, uh, there's some podcaster, uh, or, or guy who created the podcast, a tech guy who was saying that it's shameful for like for liberals to get the virus because it's almost it's like shameful because they yeah it's very shameful yeah that that's why I that's why I don't think this guy is telling ah them. I see okay I, it's a shame thing because if it, if there was no shame you should just mention I it failed like, at oh, social yeah, distancing no I failed at my mask I'm a failure yeah and here's the thing to be clear I'm not even saying because he has covid right. it's not even like covid specific if he had the flu you know uh, that even the same uh, i'm just saying it's it's a new world you know you should be responsible and at least tell people you have the flu if you're going someplace well you may not have a choice because uh the next you know quick update here we've been tracking this little situation 
with the toilets. Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? It started in Israel. We reported it happening in New York. And now it's coming to my hometown, or my home state anyway. This is Oakland.edu. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. I just want to say, because I don't want to step on it when you start going. This is one of the proudest (laughs) moments. Proudest news talk. Nobody else was talking about this. We were the first one. We made a big deal about it. We tracked it from the beginning. Still nobody is talking about this. This is, I think this is, if we've made any contribution to the world guns, it's being the only people getting this out. <laughs> I remember. And we've been doing it for months. Yeah. We, we first reported on it like six months ago. I remember there was like two or three episodes in a row where, where we touched on this and you were like, were you doing the toilet, the, the sewage thing again? And I'm like, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's important. And it's here. Oakland University teams with Aquasite to pilot a sewage surveillance program. Uh, Oakland University was partnered with the Troy, Michigan-based firm Aquasite LLC to conduct a sewage surveillance program that can track the presence of infectious diseases like COVID-19 in wastewater. Uh, As we see another, this is a quote, as we see another wave of the virus sweeping through our state, sewage testing may prove to be an essential tool in providing hospitals the necessary lead time to prepare adequate staffing and resources to address community-level surges. Said David, Dr. David Stone, professor of health science and chief researcher officer, research officer at Oakland University. So I, again, I mean, it's, it's this is a little. It's here. It, I, yeah, in, it's America, it's, baby. It's, this is no California. longer an Israeli surveillance uh, experiment. The sewer surveillance has come to California. Where? Did, what town is this going in? Oakland. 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 There you go. We called it from the beginning. They don't even need to track you. They don't need to come to your house. They don't need to test you. They're going directly to the sewer system uh, and testing sewage uh, for COVID. And, you know, they they have a direct line. They can test, you know, neighborhood by neighborhood. Even, you know, they, they go out to the right spot on the sewer system, which, <laughs> look, I don't have a full understanding of how the sewer system goes i have a very basic understanding of uh the layout of that but they're bragging that they can pinpoint uh covid infections by neighborhood like weeks before anybody shows any symptoms and uh there you go they don't need to come to your house to test you you'll just see some guys in hazmat suits (laughs) climbing out of a manhole in front of your house and you know they've been watching we found the rona Mm. uh Adam 42 in the chat was saying, you know, California is always first. No, it was, uh, it started in Israel when we reported it. That was like the mm-hmm. an Israeli team. And then it, I think New Jersey or New York had it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it was New York started playing with so it, it, but it's literally moving West though. You know, it, it's, it's coast to coast. It's coast to coast now. Sewer surveillance is now coast to coast people. Yeah. This is out of control. Uh, but that's why. They're releasing the vaccine to everyone. This clip was being shared. Uh, some people freaking out about it. Let's uh, hear a little bit of it. This is a um, uh, briefing with senior officials on Operation Warp Speed and COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, play about 30 seconds. There's a point there that everybody was freaking out about. It is a great mechanism to check and double check to make sure everything is in place. 
what we're doing to make sure that, um, that we are ready uh, at this level after working these details for the last six months, uh, as I've told the team, two things we must have. One, upon uh, emergency use authorization, uh, all of America must receive vaccine within 24 hours, as I said. I think this is incredibly important. There you go. That, that was the line that everybody was freaking out about. All Americans have to receive vaccines in 24 hours. How is that even possible? <laughs> well, I think, and, and this is my sort of trying to be objective here. I think what he meant was uh, distributed, you know, the ability to distribute this vaccine across yeah, the like world it, or across America within a 24 hour period. It needs to be on trucks hours. Or, okay. or something. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not the. Not, not in your veins not in, within 24 not, hours. Not the deployment. <laughs> <laughs> a 24-hour period where everybody has to get jabbed. Uh, although, I mean, you can take it the other way. It is a little bit disturbing and something that I think, um, you know, your centrists, your more libertarian types have been pointing out with the criticism of Trump has been his, uh, you know, unshameful push of vaccines. And now it's just a, you know, it's a big poop show now because uh, <laughs> Biden and Trump are both vying for like, who came out with the vaccines? I did it, yeah. you know. I I came up with it uh, with with Trump, and then Biden saying like, "Oh, you know, now that Trump or Biden's going to be in office, you know, he's going to correct everything with the and bring back the 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 pandemic task yeah. force." Well, and all they're, this. they're trying to stop Trump from distributing the vaccine. I, yeah, they're like, he he can't do it. He won't do it good. <laughs> I can do <laughs> it can good. Do it. I know it's just weird how they're both fighting for it, but it's actually kind of a good illustration of what we're dealing with here with politics in general it's kind of like okay it's uh, uh it, 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 the right left paradigm is very much um illusory for one and also uh -huh. both sides you can argue one might have more of a, a vested interest in the common citizen but in general neither side is looking out for you the people so nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about you. This is America. You got to care about yourself, man. That's the whole point of America. Yeah. Uh, all right. I do want to, I do want to make a slight correction. Uh, what'd you do? I know, I know this is new. I know you're new to the club mm -hmm. and I'm want to respect that, mm -hmm. but uh, calling libertarian centrist is not quite correct. I, no, I said centrists and libertarian. I didn't say they were the same. Oh, okay. Libertarians at this point can exist across the spectrum. Yeah, it's a circle. There's I get far, it. There's, there's right-leaning libertarians. There's some, some very far-left-leaning libertarians. There's centrist libertarians. It's kind of like Buddhism, you know. In, <laughs> in Buddhism, you can be a, or at least they say, you can be a Christian Buddhist or an Islamic Buddhist or whatever. They don't really care what you believe. Yeah. All hail Buddha. Oh, Oh, okay. There's, there's your ISO for the day. People clip it, <laughs> clip. spread it around. Great. That's the end of me. Um, <laughs> let's see. We wanted to do this real quick before we go on. Uh, that's, that's it for the updates, but this one, I guess this one is a, a kind of an update. Um, it goes along the same lines as the whole pandemic special here. A pandemic special. And, uh, this is, uh, I don't know what this outlet is. Tur Turcopolier.typepad.com. It sounds legit. Six Semper Tyrannis. And the headline is A Heretic Speaks Against COVID Dianism 
the new faith. It's kind of I, I must Covidianism. Covidian, Covidianism. Covidianism. Okay. Top pathologist Dr. Roger Hodgkinson told government officials in Alberta during a Zoom conference call that the current coronavirus crisis is the greatest hoax ever per- perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. Do you want to hear some of this, Basil, or do you want to just kind of read the article? Uh, well, the article is very short. Okay. I have the video here where he, he talks about it. He's very qualified. Well, let me just cruise through this real quick. Okay. It's, it's four paragraphs. Hodkinson's comments were made during a discussion involving the Community and Public Services Committee, and the clip was subsequently uploaded to YouTube. Noting the uh, that he was also an expert in virology, Hodkinson pointed out that his role as CEO of a biotech company that manufactures COVID tests means I know a little bit about this. Quote, there is utterly unfound. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, that's a quote. I'm going to skip that because we'll hear it. The doctor said that nothing could be done to stop the spread of the virus besides protecting older, more vulnerable people and that the whole situation represented, quote, politics playing medicine. And that's a very dangerous game. So, yeah, he, he explains everything in the clip. Why don't you just play I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And you might say I know a little bit about all of this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. And he goes on. We don't have to go through the whole thing here. Yeah, you get the point. You get the point. But, uh, and this guy, I don't, you know, man, this guy's got a lot of credentials. He does. And he own, he's the CEO of the company that sells COVID testing. Yeah. If anybody, sh- like for business purposes, if anybody should be saying the opposite of what he's saying, it should be him. Yeah, and he also uh, references the Great Barrington Declaration, which we talked about yep. before as well, which has a whole bunch of uh, epidemiologists and physicians and uh, even Dr. Uh, Johnny Bananas signed on to the... Uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 the esteemed Dr. Johnny Bananas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like the jig is up, but it's not. It's totally not no. because... This is a, you know, this is a divide between 
the scientific dictatorship and more increasingly people that are genuinely concerned about the reality of the situation. Um, and you know, more people are uh, listening to Fauci. Now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> <laughs> do what you're it's told. It's all political, man. <laughs> it's all political. Politics and science. They need to be separated. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to double up on this and, uh, See if I can make this work here. Hold on. Now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fauci and Bezos. <laughs> oh, gosh. They're terrifying. They're all laughing. And so, you know, Bill Gates, too. He does his weird laugh when he talks about all the. Yeah. Why do they all have scary I laughs? I don't know. I wonder if they're being coached by, like, Satan. A laugh is supposed to be, like, contagious. And it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be, you know, when you hear somebody else laugh, it's supposed to, be like, make you feel good. This, These guys do not make me feel good no. when they laugh. No, it's like they're being coached to laugh, you know. Make sure you laugh so that people relate to you. The you humans know, will inter- relate. <laughs> right. There's an interesting study that uh, I don't have it right in front of me because I didn't think we were going to talk about this. But... Um, about how the human brain is like biologically wired to spot a fake laugh. Like if somebody's doing a fake laugh, you can usually always uh, get it. And and not just fake laugh, but you can tell an angry laugh from a happy laugh, from a sad laugh, from a, you know, the, the laugh has a lot more communication in it than anybody ever thought. And so... You know, if you get weirded out when somebody laughs, it's a very good possibility that it's because there there's something weird about it. Right. Like, you know, it's supposed it's like a signal. It's a nut. Well, it is kind of verbal, but it's like a non, uh, you know, vo- vocabulary signal. Um, kind of like when you hear somebody cough and, uh, you know, because you're an AI, you can tell if it's a covid cough right. or a, a non covid cough. Yeah. Anyways. All right, let's move on. This one's pretty interesting. Um, let's head over to our favorite yahoo.com. Cuz I'm DNA. Oh, nothing to do the whole thing, huh? Human aging process biologically reversed in world's first. That's right, folks. We've been uh, kind of tracking the the quest for immortality, and there's been some pretty big jumps in the science recently, but we finally did it. We made it. The article reads like this. The aging process has been biologically reversed for the first time by giving humans oxygen therapy in a pressurized chamber. Scientists in Israel... Ding, ding. All where all the good science comes from. Apparently. Remember, that's where sewer surveillance came from. So, you know, this is legit. Scientists in Israel showed they could turn back the clock in two key areas of the body believed to be responsible for the frailty and ill health that comes with growing older. As people age, the protective caps at the ends of chromosomes, called telomeres, shorten, causing DNA to become damaged and cells to stop replicating. At the same time, zombie senescent cells build up in the body, preventing regeneration. Increasing telomere length and getting rid of senescent cells is the focus of many anti-aging studies, and drugs are being developed to target those areas. Now, scientists at Tel Aviv University have shown that giving pure oxygen to older people while in a hyperbaric chamber increased the length of their telomeres by 20%. Wow, that's a lot of percent. A feat that has never 
been achieved before. Scientists said the growth may mean that the telomeres of trial patients, uh, sorry, participants, uh, were now as long as they did had been at 25 years earlier. So they basically took 25 years off of their cell age. Mm. The therapy also reduced senescent cells by up to 37%. Wow, these numbers are really big for, you know, the first time ever reducing aging. They're taking 25 years off of these people, making way for new healthy cells to regrow. Animal studies have shown that removing senescent cells extends remaining life by more than one third uh, quote, since telomere, sh- telomere shortening is considered the holy grail of biology uh, of the biology of aging, many pharmacological and environmental in- interventions are being extensively explored in the hopes of enabling telomere uh, elongation, said Professor Shai Efrati of the Faculty of Medicine and Segal School of Neuroscience at Tel Aviv University. Quote, the significant improvement of telomere length shown during and after these unique protocols provides the scientific community with a new foundation of understanding what aging can indeed be targeted and reversed at the basic cellular biological level. Many scientists now believe aging itself is responsible for major conditions such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, arthritis, cancer, heart disease, and diabetes, and then yada, 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 kind of just a bunch of filler by the end of the um, article there. But there you go. This seems rather easy, Gons. This seemed like a, something that we should have known before. Pure oxygen and a pressurized chamber. That seems doable for... I don't know. It doesn't seem you're not like editing genes. You don't have to be that much of a, you know, scientific technician to get a pressurized chamber installed in your house and buy some oxygen. I'm really curious about the sustainability of the reversal, so to speak, because, okay, yeah, maybe the telomeres grow back or whatever, but then does the, 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 maybe it speeds up the decay rate or something, you know, like, how do they know well, that? Well, it- that's always a possibility. You never really know. Okay. Uh, but here's here's the question, Gons. You have two choices. You're a rich billionaire and you're getting old. I am. Uh, and you want to live forever. Oh. I hate to break it to you, but you are a rich billionaire. Oh, wow. I'm sorry I just to don't be know the one it to tell you. Wow. Uh, you just are not aware. Oh, cool. And you want to live great. forever. I've, it's one of your biggest flaws. <laughs> and uh, Wow. You have two choices. Mm -hmm. You have two choices, Gons, and you get to choose. Do you want to just drink baby blood for the rest of your life? Or do you want to just install a pressurized chamber and breathe more oxygen? Well, twice a week. Uh, What about Jesus? How about Jesus? I'll do Jesus. Gons, you're a billionaire, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll sell everything. Jesus is free. You got to sell. You got (laughs) to spend money to get eternal life. (laughs) Okay, I'm a, I'm I, I've, I'm an evil man, and um, yes, uh, I will take the well. If in the I don't know if I'm an evil man. I'm, I'm baby blood. <laughs> you just <laughs> can't. You just love the taste, huh? Well, see, there's your problem. I don't know. I think uh, I think that's a viable business. Uh, I think this opens up a viable business model you know you get a sure get a nice healthy business loan put in some pressure chambers and buy a bunch of oxygen and tell people they'll live forever you'll have people lining up around the block to come in twice a week yeah i can see that 
I can see it being commercialized and, you know, uh, having, uh, I, I, again, this seems yeah, legit, but uh, how the viable thing, is it in terms of the that? weird thing about it is hyperbaric chambers and, you know, concentrated oxygen. This is like a hundred year old technology. Yeah. Like there's nothing new here. It seems that we should have known about this long ago. Or maybe, maybe there are ancient prophets that uh, do this on a, on the daily that are still around. You never know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. Bezos is an Bezos. ancient prophet. You know what Bezos. I did? Uh, speaking of like uh, never aging, I did watch Time Trap recently. Have you ever watched Time Trap? No, I've never it's, even it's heard a, of it. It's an awful movie. From a few oh, years ago, um, where these uh, these kids enter a cave and they find the fountain of youth, and uh, they they discover that time slows down for them, so they don't age while everything in the regular outside world uh-huh. is uh, moving forward. And they, R- it's riveting. It it gets pretty, uh, you know, ridiculous at the end. Okay, I'll so check I it was. Out. I was is thinking, it a, is it, did you say it was an older movie? Yeah, it's a couple years old. I think 2017 oh, okay. or something. Yeah. So if you're in, in for a, you know, <laughs> a, a cheesy ish sci-fi kind of movie. Where's the streaming? Um, I think it was Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Gons, you're still on Netflix. Yeah. It hasn't expired. I see, yet. I set, I set that trap for you. I know you did. That's fine. Time trap. Time, time trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, okay, Gons, if that doesn't give your evil billionaire uh, blood flowing, let me tell you about this one. This is coming from SciTech Daily. Artificial intelligence. Yes. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Smarter artificial intelligence technology in a new light-powered chip. Ooh. Researchers have developed artificial intelligence technology that brings together imaging, processing, machine learning, and memory in one electronic chip powered by light. The prototype shrinks artificial intelligence technology by imitating the way that the human brain processes visual information. The nanoscale advance combines the core software needed to drive artificial intelligence with image capturing hardware in a single electronic device. With further development, the light-driven prototype could enable smarter and smaller autonomous technologies like drones and robotics. Plus smart wearable and bionic implants like artificial retinas. The study from an international team of Australian, American, and Chinese researchers led by RMIT University is published in the journal Advanced Materials. Lead researcher associate professor Sumit Walia from RMIT said the prototype delivered brain-like functionality in one powerful device. Quote, our new technology radically boosts efficiency and accuracy by bringing multiple components and functionalities into a single platform. Walia said, quote, it's getting 
bringing us closer to an all-in-one AI device inspired by nature's greatest computing innovation, the human brain. Quote, our aim is to replicate a core feature of how the brain learns through imprinting vision as memory. The prototype we've developed is a major leap forward towards neuro-robotics, better technologies for human-machine interaction and scalable bionic systems. Typically, artificial intelligence relies heavily on software and off-site data processing. The new prototype aims to integrate electronic hardware and intelligence together for fast on-site decisions. Quote, imagine a dash cam in a car that's integrated with your neuro-inspired hardware. This means it can recognize lights, signs, objects, and make instant decisions without having to connect to the internet. Well, Leah, who co leads the Functional Materials and Microsystems Research Group at RMIT said, quote, by bringing it all together into one chip, we can deliver unprecedented levels of efficiency and speed in autonomous and AI driven decision making. And then uh, I think that's the most important stuff. There's a part here that I wanted to point out. Uh, It says that the AI chip is based on an ultra thin material, black phosphorus. Oh, that, black goo. Yeah, that changes electrical resistance in response to different wavelengths of light. The different functionalities such as imaging or memory storage are achieved by shining different colors of light on the chip. And uh, it says here, quote, by packing so much core functionality into one compact nanoscale device, we can broaden the horizon for machine learning and AI to be integrated into smaller applications. Using our chips with artificial retinas, for example, would enable scientists to miniaturize that emergence, uh, emerging technology and improve accuracy of the bionic eye. Our prototype is a significant advance towards the ultimate of electronics, a brain on, on a chip that can learn from its environment just like we do. So a brain on a chip, basically. Yeah, what well, want. that's one of the, the biggest uh, sort of leaps forward with this particular device is, yeah, right now, you know, you got a lot of AI and stuff like that, but it, it almost all AI is done in the cloud. It's just too much computing to do yeah. on a single device. Um, and if it is on a device, it's not all in one chip, you know, it's a whole yeah. s- uh, hardware set to make that happen. It's an array. So, yeah. So, you know, this is interesting and I'll tell Uh-oh, you why I lose actually Basil? I kind of like yeah, this, this approach to I AI I lost you, Basil. is it, precisely right, that. It's not connected to the cloud. My Skype. I'm going to hang up on him and try to bring him back. So loud. You hear that? Yep. You're back. They don't like it. They don't like it when I talk about uh, AI not being attached to the cloud. The AI cloud uh, cut me off. Yeah, apparently. We haven't had that issue in a while, and my bitrate is still up, so I don't know what was going on there. I don't know either. Actually, it might have been on my end because when I disconnected, my entire virtual reality world reset. So, yeah. A great reset in your brain. It's an angry AI who doesn't like me talking about this. You know, one thing, okay, so coming from, I don't know where you lost me, but I'll just start over. One thing I like about this, um, as opposed to the way AI is run now, is exactly that. It's not connected to the cloud. Um, One of the bigger concerns of AI as it stands now, and you see it with, uh, you know, 
uh, autonomous cars. You see it with, uh, you know, your phone, your whatever AI is being deployed in the world. It's all connected to the cloud, which is one of the bigger concerns when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, big data and Skynet and things like this. A self-contained AI is a safer AI as far as the uh, robot apocalypse is concerned. Yeah. And if you're talking about light powered, uh, it might be a lot easier to do. Yeah. You don't even need a battery for this sucker. Yeah. It could can... be a, a contact lens uh, that gets its power simply from having your eyeballs open and uh, then you get the AI. It can control your your brain and your destiny without being connected to the Internet. Yay. <laughs> We're so fun. Yeah. OK, let's take a quick break. We're running short on time, so we got to zoom through the, the break. But are you ready Kay. for it real quick? Let's do it. Yes. It's wake up time. No, it's not wake up time. It's break That's time. That's opposite. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. If time allows, after the break, we are going to be talking about Alphabet, uh, reading your brainwaves and uh, helping you with all your mental problems. Then we are going to be uh, exploring the cyber pandemic, the cyberdemic, and uh, what the elites of the world have planned for that. And, uh, you know, some hacking and things that are all involved in the Great Reset the coronavirus pandemic etc etc so some real some real fun stuff but before that we want to take a second and thank some of our producers as well as look at some art and jingles some really great uh, things in this break today so don't go anywhere we'll get back to the stories in a moment but first gonzo are you ready to thank some producers very very ready so ready okay and i'll keep it short too for those who are new to the show uh when i say producers i mean producers that's because we're on the value for value model um i go on long tirades every single show about how evil the advertising industry is they don't care about you they don't care about your privacy or your data or the brainwashing or anything all they want to do is have control of the value of pieces of media that go out which uh is that something you like you like corporations telling you how how valuable something is yeah, to you your like life that? you like you that, that? <laughs> you like that is that what you want well i don't think so also advertising uh, incentivizes gons and i to think of you uh not as human beings living vivid lives and uh having an entire inner world that we couldn't possibly comprehend but they want us to think of you like cattle, like a commodity to be sold to them, packaged up and sold for our own personal gain. And we decided a long time ago that just wasn't the right path. It just didn't feel right. Um, uh, it's probably not the best business decision, but that's okay. We feel good about it. And a lot of our producers feel good about it too, because they get to take their media future into their own hands and stop being told by corporations the value of different pieces of media. So uh, the producers we're going to thank today have stepped out. They've rebelled against the uh, the the global 
theology of advertising, and they are taking their future into their own hands by supporting this show. Keeps this show going. Of course, it benefits Gons and I. That is no secret. We're very happy about that. We couldn't keep doing the show without them. Um, But they also get to call themselves producers. You can put it on your LinkedIn, put it on your uh, resume, uh, give them, put our reference email there, and we will vouch for you. It's a real deal. Um, So, one way to support the show, becoming producers by going to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. And uh, here's a couple people that did that. First of all, I want to thank our new producer named Tammy. Thank you, producer Tammy. Thank you very much, producer Tammy. We couldn't do it without you. Next, we have an upgrading producer named producer Morv. Morv. Thank you very much. I want it's more Morv. More Morv. Thanks for the more Morv. Um, it's hard enough to get new producers, so uh, it's even harder to get producers to upgrade. So thank you very much, Morv. Uh, we appreciate the support. Next, we have uh, patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Canary Cry Radio is our interview style show we've been doing for many years now. Uh, Make sure to search that out and check it out. Canary Cry Radio. But we have patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio and a new producer, the wonderful, the talented producer, Wendy. Thank you, producer Wendy. Thank you very much, producer Wendy. We couldn't do it without you. Now, here's the thing, folks. If you don't like Patreon, that's okay. A lot of people don't like Patreon. We uh, support you. That's why we have CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. Woo! CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. There's a lot of info on that uh, page there, but uh, some of the best info is you can uh, become a producer of the show using PayPal. Uh, there's monthly producerships. You can join up. It's, it helps sustain the show month to month. Um, but you can also come in uh, with a one-time producership in any amount, and that's for those of you who uh, commitment is just not your thing. We understand. And uh, guns. Who do? We, oh, there's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of other fun stuff. You can read about our Canary Cry Roundtable of Knights and Dames. Uh, we'll mention that a little bit later as well. Guns. Who do we have supporting on the PayPal? PayPal today we have a new monthly supporter, Nico. So thank you, producer Nico. Ah, producer Nico, thank you very much. And we also have producer Michael B. Michael B. Thank you, producer Michael B. Michael B. Michael B. And also, oh, we have a a producership, uh, multiple friends here. Producer Allie. Yeah, this the Allie. The Allie. The producer Allie. We'll have some art from Allie in a moment here, but she says, uh, or actually her her mother. Is this her mother? Yes. Says that uh, this is from Allie. She got money from work she was commissioned to do, and she wanted to give you guys 33% of what she was paid. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you very much. Very yeah, generous. She got money from work she was commissioned to do. I wonder if that was artwork or I don't know what that was. Commissioned. That's usually like a 
you know, a creative uh, commission type of thing. We'll yeah. see. Maybe she'll mention it in the chat if she's here. Um, but that's very cool. And thank you so much, Allie, our uh, most prolific artist and uh, I'm pretty sure our youngest producer. Yes. Um, very faithful. And she's been doing the timestamps. Yeah. Uh, she's, so she's thank you very much. A... She's very, she, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's uh, angling for a job, I think. If, <laughs> If there ever comes a day where that's something we can do, Allie, you're first in line. Amen. All right. Uh, there's other ways you can support the show with not just your treasure, but also your time and talent. And uh, today we have uh, a jingle to play. And, you know, I had mentioned this to you, Basil, a while ago, but you know how everyone talks about the Karens nowadays? You know, yeah. oh, she's being a Karen. You know, mm -hmm. we were so far ahead of that game. It's not even funny. It's not even funny know. how far ahead we were. Uh, I think this interview was, gosh, 2014, 2015, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. We interviewed a lady named Karen Hudes, and she hung up on us. <laughs> it's one of the, the, I think it's the only time we've ever been hung up on. It was an iconic Canary Cry radio moment. Yes. And yes. Uh, Lloyd, producer Lloyd took the opportunity to create a jingle out of that moment. And uh, here it is. No, only... you are wrong. Okay, Karen. Wrong. That is trash. Wrong. Okay, Karen. He's wrong. <laughs> I lost my patience. Good night. Good night. <laughs> you are oh, wrong. No. That is trash. <laughs> it makes me cringe remembering that moment. And uh, just for some context in yeah. that moment, she was... Um, She's convinced that there's no such thing as the Nephilim, uh, but that aliens... Homo capensis. Uh, homo capensis. That's right. A, a race of uh, humanoid <laughs> aliens, Elongated skulls living underground yes. and controlling the Vatican. Right. And in that moment, I was trying to... I was. I, I gotta go back. I don't think I was being ridiculous. No, no was, you weren't. I feel like I was being quite reasonable. I was trying to say, oh, elongated skulls and da, 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 the way she was describing Homo Capensis. I'm like, oh, that really sounds like the Nephilim from Genesis 6. Are you aware of that? And she really did not like me <laughs> mentioning the Nephilim. And she had would have none of it. <laughs> I was kind of taken aback, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I'm just, it sounds very similar, does it not? I mean, you got to say, this sounds similar. And that was her response. Play it again. I got to hear it again. Okay. No, only... you are wrong. Okay, Karen. Wrong. That is trash. Wrong. Okay, Karen. He's wrong. I've lost my patience. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I've lost my patience. I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so. I really do feel bad for anybody named Karen because of the whole situation with what, you know, the whole Karen phenomenon of the last year or so. <laughs> yeah. um, that being said, again, we, we were, had the first Karen. We, did, we truly did have the first Karen. She was the proto Karen. Yeah. And nobody knows about it. I hope she's doing okay. I hold no ill will no. towards Karen Hudis. I hope she's doing great. No, I, and she was it, a former banker too. So, you know. And I'm actually very thankful for that moment. Like I said, it's a very iconic canary crime moment. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was fun. We got, we have a it lot of those in, in the archive there. Kind of felt like a, like a trophy, you know, I finally <laughs> got hung up on somebody who just couldn't stand couldn't hearing about it. the Nephilim anymore. <laughs> 
All right. That well, is trash. It's a great piece. Uh, producer Lloyd, thank you so much for that. Uh, we will use it in, in uh, circumstances where we're just pointing out people who are wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's, that, it's and you one. nailed it. You yeah. nailed it, Lloyd. Thank you. And I believe uh, Lloyd is the canary, our official canary and uh, canary cry Dutchman. Right. Very much yeah. so. Uh, we finally okay. found them. Yes. <laughs> we found them. They're, they exist. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, we want to show some art as well. One art. R- real quick. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, the King's kid is Lloyd's ah, Twitch yes, name. So yes. you can chat with him. Yeah. We, uh, we've been getting a lot of that from the artists as well. The, uh, the, the chat handles in, uh, so that you can communicate with them. Yeah. Yeah. So that Very way, important. yeah. You, you, you know, we can connect the dots. So this first one is by producer Allie because Allie's everywhere. And oh, why is it not showing up? Oh, here we go. That's why. There it is. This is uh, <laughs> what was it labeled? Do you remember what it was labeled? Yeah, it's uh, Womp Womp. It's Womp Gons, Womp, lo- right. Gons loves the Womp Womp. Yeah, yeah. I have a uh, fifty-pound dumbbells. <laughs> yeah, this ripped. is from last episode. And uh, Allie, thank you so much. She's representing us as we as we hope to be someday. Uh, this is. <laughs> I kind of like this uh, this trend, Gons, of portraying you and I in the arts as uh, just beautiful specimens <laughs> just and physically. muscular beyond <laughs> comprehension. So thank you very much, Ali. On the left, there's myself. Look at look at those guns, huge guns. I got the canary. Well, I got a, a tank top there on my my workout tank top, and I'm saying Gons loves that womp womp. And uh, guns, you are on the right. Uh, I got. I will give you. Uh, I'll give you props. Your guns are bigger than mine. Yep. Um, and you're saying the the whomping the whomping won't stop. I've been doing this for three hours, <laughs> and uh, man, yes, it really looks like it has. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I should just uh, yeah. I should just make that happen. Yeah, look at those fifties. Yeah. Did, did we ever talk about who was it? Was it Newsom? Uh, with who had the fake dumbbells? No, it was either Newsom or, or uh, Cuomo. I get them mixed up all the time now, so I forget. I think maybe it was Cuomo. No, ah, shoot, we should look dumbbells? it up. Yeah, so they made a social post just trying to look cool, and he had 100 pound dumbbells in his hand, and he was kind of like trying to show it off, and uh. It was just, it was just, it just was, it wasn't realistic. I mean, a hundred pound dumbbells are outrageously heavy. If you've never tried to lift a 100 pound dumbbell, the most I could ever work with was 70 pound dumbbells when I was really aggressive with working out, but that was very difficult. That is not an easy thing to do. And he was just like waving this thing around and it got, it was <laughs> got so Cuomo. much Chris Cuomo. Oh, Chris Cuomo. That's uh, that's the news guy. News guy. Yes, that's and- Andrew Cuomo's brother, who's a news reader, news reporter, or whatever. Um, yeah, and he's just like f- moving these hundred pound dumbbells around as if they were like fifteen pounds. So, and a bunch of <laughs> professional bodybuilders started getting after him. Like nobody let him off the hook. Like you are posting fake dumbbells, sir. Yeah, Rogan Anyways. even called him out on it. Did he? I don't know. That I sounds like something Rogan would do. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. 
Anyways, thank you, Allie. (laughs) I just went down that rabbit hole. But thank you so much, Allie. This is great art. And of course, uh, you know, the more I see myself depicted, uh, uh, ripped and shredded like this, it's good motivation. Yeah, the more inspired I get to not eat that cheeseburger. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I can resist the cheeseburger. Okay. But if you work out enough, you can eat as many cheeseburgers as you want. Yeah. All right. uh, Next up, it's not a real piece of art, but I wanted to include it here. Uh, It is a graph from Lequette. We call him Lequette, although it's a Lek3CT. I don't know what the... We still haven't gotten a clear way to pronounce uh, his his name here. But he came Mm -hmm. with a note. He says, no art this time. This is more of a public service announcement. I know you're big fans of crypto. And with all the hypes uh, circling around and knowing where the world is headed, it might be tempting to overlook some factors like increasing crackdown on the crypto space, as well as overall financial ignorance of people getting involved in it. So I've got a graph attached showing an eerily similar, uh, an eerie similarity between Bitcoin price action to what economist Richard Wyckoff would describe as a market distribution event. Of course, this uh, isn't simply visual. Every phase of the cycle corresponds to the technical and psychological characteristics outlined by Wyckoff. Further examination leads me to believe we are at a pivotal point in the BTC cycle about to result in a violent trend change to the downside, possibly for a long time. It is unlikely that this is an isolated event. And given the low liquidity of digital currencies is probably an echo from traditional markets. The main narrative of inflation, which gave rise to cryptos has become more of a meme for some willing to dig under the surface it is apparent that the reality of the current economic climate spells the exact opposite and all signs point to unavoidable monster deflation. So uh, it has Uh-oh. the, uh, the Wyckoff chart there. And then it's got the Bitcoin chart from 2016 uh, up till now. And, you know, I've seen this kind of, uh, they call it FUD, uh, mm-hmm. fear, uncertainty, and doubt when it comes to any, any asset really. But I did find a few different Wyckoff comparisons to Bitcoin that uh, didn't work out the way it was alleged to work out. So, you know, a lot of these chart comparisons have, uh, you know, different time scales. So it may look like a four year time scale uh, for Bitcoin matches a, a Wyckoff chart from, you know, a, a couple years or maybe a, a couple months. I don't know what the time scales are for this one. But uh, yeah, you always got to be careful about the dollar value yeah. when it comes to any of this stuff. You never know. Uh, but yeah, the narrative of inflation, uh, or at least the dollar inflating. Um, but my, my only sort of argument against the possibility of a downturn with the price at the moment mm-hmm. is the, the number one, the exorbitant amount of dollars that have been printed. So the inflation for sure, but also the institutions, the institutions have gotten in. And I don't think that they're just going to let the price drop uh, so easily. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not an economist. I'm just we a layman. But, uh, but yeah. thanks for the analysis. Yeah, we love it. Thank you very much. And uh, moving on, we got a couple pieces of quotes, art quotes from Grace, Yay. producer Grace. That's uh, Miss G Beauty in the chat. And this first one, sorry to pick on you, Basil. <laughs> you don't have gout. <laughs> and uh, it also yeah. has new uh, new to box. It's a gout time. And at uh, Victory Ya in the chat, no gout about it. 
and yes, it has a you. collection a collection of twotes twotes uh quotes that's tweets and quotes uh the collection of quotes <laughs> that came from the the gout conspiracy and then it has you saying if one more person says i have gout i swear <laughs> dot 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 who knows who knows what i he was swears. happy to see that there was no gout there's there is not no gout uh comments in the chat today but there were certainly less gout comments. Well, now now we're gonna see them all come in I new to box coming good. in got gout <laughs> of course you just had to bring it back I'm didn't go- you grace <laughs> and see shabbat shabbatal uh i'm going okay. gout for dinner <laughs> okay here we go next piece of art uh another one from grace producer grace i feel like we need to baptize you to clear things up and clearly it worked because your googly eyes are back today yes i had so many things i had my reptilian eyes i had my ear infection oh yeah by the way ear infection cleared up pretty much right after the uh, episode so i think i think we had a lot of strong prayers coming out so thank you very much i'm hearing much better today as you can tell i'm reading much better so uh, those things are connected (laughs) Uh, next up we have producer mark who uh who said he's going to try to make this more of a, a a regular yeah. Yes. Well, I wanted to mention that as uh, just just mention that. Yes. But sorry to step on you like that. It's all right. Oh, there we go. It is the NWO Times Gazette. It's a newspaper uh, style piece of art here at the top. The tagline of the newspaper is all the news we're allowed to print. And uh, he did make mention that he uh, he likes this idea. He wants to do it repeatedly. I support you. This was hilarious. I loved it, Mark. Um, but he did say that it's dependent on us giving him uh, material on the show. So well, okay. it's partially up to us, Gons. Ah. Um, but this is a newspaper style piece of art here. It's the classifieds on the NWO Times Gazette. Uh, one of the classifieds says seeking basement dwelling hipster with excess self-grown steak seeks fully vaccinated partner with fresh supply of government provided plant-based food allocations for wholesome potluck text sheeple to and <laughs> oh five 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 six 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 2030. <laughs> Very good. I love that one. Next is help wanted. Out of work due to COVID-19, software development company seeks subjects who can sneeze, wheeze, and hiccup on demand to help train new COVID-19 diagnosis phone app. Compensation commensurate with quality and quantity of acoustic productivity. Email audition recording. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. Email audition recording to we are listening at Big Brother app. Big Brother app.com. Very good. I I think we have some uh, some career opportunities with that one, Guns. We can hiccup on command. Uh I wonder if they'll take recordings of show burps. I can send it, just get all the show burps together in one audition tape. Uh get the job. Events. Uh, try something new this Thanksgiving. Bring uh, your self-grown steak to the first annual It's Not Cannibalism tasting party. <laughs> $20 per person, sides and dessert provided. BYOB or Cash Bar, November 26th, 5 to 9 p.m. Soylent Industries Community Room <laughs> in Charlton Drive, Heatonville. Very good. Uh, this was regarding the uh, you know self-grown human meat 
is not cannibalism, right. thanks to our moral and ethically sound scientists. We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, just a quick th- uh, mention here. I we forgot to read a note from uh, producer Michael B. Um, mm. from PayPal, and let me just do that now. He said, "Add this to the gout relief fund." No, no. <laughs> also, a rise chicken. Oh. <laughs> Love you guys. You make my day better while I'm out delivering in my big brown truck. So there you go, producer Mike. Hey, Sorry hey, about that. Thanks, pro- I remember reading that note, and uh, shame on you, Guns, for not putting it in the in the notes. Was it there. me that didn't put it in there? It was you. Oh, okay. You yeah, did Nico's bad. and Michael B's. I put in Allie's with the note. You got to remember to check those know, notes, well, Guns. Yeah, yeah. I was doing the mask research that didn't make the show. <laughs> You laugh because you you squashed Guys, my spirits. I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, we should kind of mention that. Gons did so much research on a mask-related story, and uh, he had it ready. It was in the notes, and I'm, you know, it, the way we roll, Gons, I would say you and I have the best working relationship than I've ever had with anybody, and part of that is both of us. It's not just me. Both of us have... Uh, free reign to basically unquestionably veto anything. Right. Um, and I had to do it. I had to veto the masks. <laughs> I just couldn't do it, man. Talking That's about fine. masks at this point is kind of like, um, it's kind it's so March, 2020, mm. you know, we've done so much mask Kong. I, I just didn't have it in me emotionally to sure. talk about masks anymore. Sure. So, uh anyways i apologize but just so everybody knows that's that happens gons and i will veto each other and it's unquestionable and uh we still love each other anyways even though he he put a lot of work into that and i said a lot of words yes well (laughs) part of it part of that to be fair again and i don't want to go too long part of it is we won't just veto it out of nowhere it'll be more like well okay you you tell me how you right, think about right, this, right, right, right. you know, yeah. and if we can't convince each other of it, then we, it doesn't make it on the show. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Um, thank you very you much, can... producer Mark. And uh, last piece of art here to mention, we got a couple things to get more things to get through here. And I know you're close on time, Basil. So we'll rush yeah, through this I can, I can actually, I just got a message. I can go a little bit over. Okay. Um, so. uh, this is from Aaron. So producer Aaron, uh, gave us a couple pieces of art, and this one, this first one, is called "Wake Up 1984." It's kind of a mishmash of all kinds Beautiful of stuff. Beautiful collage, going on. yeah, it's a really collage. great collagist. Aaron here um, is a little difficult to to describe audioly because it is really one of the most vibrant and uh, uh, detailed collages I've ever seen. Yeah, there's like the multi-headed the. Uh, uh, seven-headed beast there's a uh, c3po there's egyptian uh, resurrection type of technology there's a dual-headed phoenix yeah a great uh, mix of sort of esoteric imagery star wars imagery uh eastern religion imagery and technology imagery and yeah. very vibrant very good it's, it's just a little difficult to exactly uh describe it audibly but be really beautiful yes it's a good excuse to go to canarycrynewstalk.com to take a look 
at uh, this artwork for yourselves instead of listening to us talk about it. Uh, Aaron mm-hmm. also sent another one called ISS. I think I have the sideways maybe. And uh, yeah, again, there's a lot going on here. I'm, <laughs> I couldn't even tell which direction was up on this thing. So, <laughs> well, the you know what I can tell is the because the drone at the top. Or let me see how how do you have it positioned? Let me pull up. Yeah, the I, ha- I think oh, I have, have it the right. right way. Yeah, I think you got it yeah, right. I think I got it right. But yeah. I wasn't so sure. uh, this one is um, uh, another collage, beautiful collage, uh, a lot of techno imagery, drones, uh, Android images. Um, a TV that looks like, uh, uh, what is that movie? Um, what's the movie with the sunglasses, the sunglasses, they live, it It looks like they live on the, on the TV there, uh, satellites and, and, uh, molecular structures. Yeah. There's like a Uh, a syringe entering into, uh, some kind of cell. Yes. And and a nice nuclear explosion in the background to top it all off. Yeah. Really great collage work there, Aaron. Yes. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, we will. Uh, we can show some of this stuff. I know that I think this was past work for Aaron, but we can. Well, I will say this, uh, Gons, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, yesterday I finally did it. I posted on Instagram. Oh, I did not notice because I don't really I, use Instagram. So I know, but uh, our Instagram followers noticed. So that's right. I got the system down. I'm going to be posting on Instagram. So another great way to catch all this art, if you don't want to go to canarycrynewstalk.com, is to uh, follow us on Instagram. I'll be posting the episode episodical art uh, sort of slideshow thing um, after every episode. So you're going to want to do it. Go do it. Follow us on Instagram, canary.cry.radio. Very good. Uh, we have a couple pieces of snail mail to get to, and then we'll get back to the show. Uh, let's see. First off, I got a piece of mail from Ken, and I have a note here. And I think this is more for just for me, not the show necessarily, but I do want to thank Ken on air here. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a producer, isn't he? I, I think so. I think well, so. it says right here, looks like he is a producer. He, he well, made a contribution. A, well, he's a producer now. Uh, he says, your videos and lectures have been ins- inspirational to me. I have been blessed with much of uh, the handwritten here. Uh, love. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, God. You should have <laughs> figured I did this read out it before. before. I did read it before. Okay. But, uh, uh, handwriting oh, is, uh, yeah. is a lost art. It is, it is, but it's okay. Uh, basically, uh, that they've been uh, blessed with the ministry and, um, the Lord was compelled, the, has compelled me to, uh, form and attach to, whoa. Uh, Ken, forward, I apologize to forward for the Ah, forward the attached to use. In whatever way you see fit. So thank you very much, Ken. I appreciate it. Sorry about butchering the, the note here. Yeah. But, now, uh, was this was this uh, directly to you? Yes. Or was this to the show? It was to me, okay. I think. But again, okay. I, that's why I'm kind of well, not I'll sure. say right on the check, but <laughs> whatever you want to do. Sounds good. He's a producer of the show. Thank you very much, Ken. Yes. If it's, if it's to me, then, then it's, you know, might as well be a producer of the show. Yeah. It's all good. And one more piece of uh, snail mail update. I uh, wanted to thank Christopher and Laura for the blankets and uh, the note here ah, says, yes. my wife and I thank you for all the information and interviews you've made to the public at large for free. My wife, Laura has made your new baby boy, a powder blue, a powder blue baby blanket. 
She has also made a thicker, bigger blanket for those toddler years in the navy camo color scheme that will easily make a nice throw later in life. Oh, beautiful. Um, so, yeah, and I have a picture here uh, of the blankets. Uh, it's my little, my little boy there hanging out oh. with the blankets, the baby blue. He's on the baby blue one, and you got the navy blue camo one behind him. Uh, I'll send those pictures over to you, Christopher and Laura. Thank you so much. That's Annie yeah, O. That's Nemes. Yeah, very special. Yeah, Annie underscore O underscore Nemes and Sue underscore D underscore or uh, underscore Onimnum in the chat. So it's Annie, like Anonymous, Anonymous mm-hmm. and Pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Sue D Onim. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm just now understanding this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our people are so clever. I know. So there you go. That's uh that's everything for the updates. Thank you so much to Ali, aka Javel. Javel? Javel? It's Javel. Javel. I saw a oh, right. thing is gavel. pronounced like right. Gavel. Right, right, Javel. Right. Javel. For yeah. the timestamps. We appreciate that. Um what else? No birthdays. Oh, we have a merch birch. Oh yeah. If you're looking for Canary Cry or Radio and Canary Cry News Talk merch, head to CanaryCryMerchPerch.com. It is a family-run thing. A p- producer, Dust, uh, so graciously put that together, um, is putting t- the, the products together. There are some new products up at the Merch Perch right now, and uh, one of them, Gons, I don't know if you can pull them up or not, but uh, there's the <laughs> Canary Swole Radio Gym Bag. <laughs> It's available with the iconic uh, swole uh, basil on it. Um, so we're quickly becoming into a fitness brand. <laughs> hey, you know, that's that's how uh, that's how these other guys made it. Might as well. That means I got to start true. working out, though. Got to find our niche. I know <laughs> I am the I would say collectively we're OK, but we're OK, uh, the, our, the way 88 draws us and now Allie, um is is very inspiring not just to us but to everyone at the gym so you can get a nice hat a gym bag with canary swole radio um all these products are producer made and uh thank you producer dust for putting them together everything is sold at cost uh to make it the most affordable we can to the canary cry community uh canary cry family um but you do have the opportunity to tip the webmaster which please do it costs producer dust money to do this um uh, you can also tip the artist and tip gons and i if you want to do that so thank you so so much and christmas is coming up so get your uh, canary cry your canary swole radio uh merch over at canary cry merch perch.com yeah that pagan holiday christmas <laughs> oh yeah Yes, what a great way. Hey, yo, wake up. Wake up, folks. Okay, here we go. We're going to start out. Uh, do you have any um, any preference, Gons, on the order of these? Uh, I'll do this one first one. Okay. Did okay. you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? This is the WorldEconomicForum.org. You will be hearing more from this outlet uh, because I, I actually started tracking them a little bit more here. Brainwaves could help us monitor mental health, says Alphabet. You know, Alphabet, the the parent company to Google, Google parent company Alphabet has unveiled details of a mental health experiment and prototype device designed to monitor symptoms of depression more accurately over time. 
called Project Amber. The experiment combined machine learning with 96-year-old technology to measure electrical activity in the brain, EEG. Quote, we were inspired by neuroscience studies showing that certain patterns of electrical activity in the brain correspond with depression symptoms, explained Obi Felton from the Moonshots team at X, Alphabet's Innovation Lab. Of course, X, you guys remember, uh, or people on the YouTube channel would know some references to the Mark of the Beast. According to some Satanists, they uh, took the X in a circle and said that that was the Mark of the Beast, but you know. That's just that's just according to the Satanists. Doesn't mean it's damn. If you want to learn more, make sure to check out the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel. Quote: For example, many depressed people find that things that once brought them pleasure no longer do. So they don't experience the reward that follows a positive experience. A different approach: Traditional mental health assessments uh, involve clinicians asking a series of questions or providing a survey that patients complete themselves. As these surveys are subjective, Project Amber focused on electrical activity in the brain as an objective measure for mental health. Similar to the role blood glucose uh, glucose levels play as a biomarker for people with diabetes, the team developed a prototype headset described as an easy-to-use, low-cost, research-grade EEG system. In our final, this is a quote, in our final prototype, the headset slips on like a swim cap and can be put on by anyone with minimal training taking around three minutes to set up, Felton says. Collaborative research, the research, who includes neuroscientists, hardware and software engineers, machine learning specialists, and medical science products experts, also developed machine learning software to process the data collected by the headset. Quote, oh, great. There was a notably strong interest in using technology as a tool for ongoing monitoring, capturing changes in mental health states over time, to learn what happens between visits to clinicians Felton says more research is needed, according to Felton, who says it's unlikely a biomarker for depression and anxiety exists, quote, given the complexity of mental health. But she hmm. added, there's no question that there's a huge opportunity for technology to enable better measurement. In the meantime, Project Amber is making its technology and research findings freely available on GitHub, the open source code hosting platform, in the hopes that the mental health community can build on its work. At least they're making it open source. I guess that's a start. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, poor mental health is a huge growing problem. The World Health Organization estimates that globally there's there are more than 264 million people of all ages suffer from depression. It is a leading cause of disability worldwide and is a major... Now, why would they suffer from <laughs> depression? I mean, it's just a manufacturing global pandemic and a closing down of the economy and the shutting down of businesses and the refusal to let them work and the make sure that they have to hide their faces and not see any smiles from other human beings, not be able to see their family during the holidays. What is there to be depressed about? More women suffer from depression than men. And uh, it says here that COVID-19 pandemic is causing widespread psychological distress and will likely yeah. lead to a long-term upsurge in the number of severity of mental health problem problems, according to a United Nations report, COVID-19 and the need for action on mental health. I, if, if there wasn't like a Hegelian dialectic problem reaction yeah. solution thing here, I, I don't know what is. I mean, you like you mentioned all the, the points there of, uh, of what this, pandemic has caused more people are probably going to die from either economic woes or depression or some other mental issue from the lockdowns and everything else than the uh, the virus itself and then oh google google's gonna monitor your brain waves to make you feel better 
I mean, come on, come on, man. It's like Google, or at least Alphabet, the parent company, is also trying to uh, take their own place as a many-breasted one. <laughs> it's a Shaddai, an El Shaddai. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, I don't know why you would want uh, anything. Uh, the parent company of Google tracking your brainwaves and uh, telling you how you can make yourself feel better, but there you have it. It's, it's all happening. And... Um, well, see, you can get diagnosed with Alphabet's uh, brain scanning technology and then get your meds delivered by Daddy Bezos. Oh, hey. See? <laughs> it's all a big joke. It's almost as if it were a beast system. Oh. Speaking of the beast system. Well, why don't you hit that money jingle too? Because uh, we've got a whole thing to go into. <laughs> Okay, so we'll, we'll tackle this one together here, Gons, but I'll start out. This is coming from Carnegie whoop, Endowment. Carnegie, oh, yes. Okay, Carnegie Endowment. Wow, there's a lot of vowels in a row when you spell <laughs> CarnegieEndowment.org. And the title of this is International Strategy to Better Protect the Financial System Against Cyber Threats. Preface, in February 2016, a few months after Carnegie began its work on this project, a cyber attack shook the finance world. Hackers had targeted SWIFT, the global financial system's main information network, trying to steal 1 billion U.S. One billion U.S. dollars, <laughs> nearly 0.5% of Bangladesh's GDP. What a strange reference to make. Uh, from the Bangladeshi, oh, <laughs> I was going to say, Bank. keep reading, bud. The next <laughs> three words will clear it up <laughs> for you. <laughs> nearly 0.5% of Bangladesh's GDP from the Bangladeshi sink. Central Bank over the course of a weekend. It was a wake-up call revealing that cyber threats targeting the financial sector were no longer limited to low-level theft, but could now pose systemic risk. Only a few months later in 2015, earlier, earlier only a few months earlier in 2015, the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace had launched an initiative to better protect the global financial system against cyber threats. Our first step was to develop a proposal for the G20 to launch a work stream dedicated to cybersecurity in the financial sector. In March 2017, the G20 finance ministers and central bank governors outlined an initial roadmap to increase the cyber resilience of the international financial system. In the wake of the Bangladesh incident, Carnegie expanded its work, complementing the G20 project with the development of an action-oriented, technically detailed cyber resilience capacity building toolbox for financial institutions. Launched in 2019 in partnership with the IMF, SWIFT, F.S. Isaac, I don't know what that is, Standard Chartered and Global Cyber Alliance, and the Cyber Readiness Institute. This toolbox is now available in seven languages, and we are continuing to track the evolution of the cyber threat landscape and incidents involving financial institutions through a collaboration with Bay Systems. What's up, Gen Z? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Bay Systems. Love it. To raise more awareness among senior officials of the growing threat, Carnegie also hosted a series of roundtables at the Munich Security Conference, including a cyber war game dedicated to cybersecurity and the financial system. We co-hosted a high-level roundtable with the IMF for central bank governors and launched a workshop series at Wilton Park to strengthen the relationships among financial authorities, industry, and law enforcement, as well as national security agencies. Almost done here. In July 2019, an international group convened by Carnegie of leading experts in governments, central banks, industry, and technical community decided that there would be value in developing a longer-term international cybersecurity strategy for the financial system. This report is the result of that project and offers a vision for how the international community could better protect the financial system against cyber threats. The recommendations are designed to inform the deliberations among the G20, G7 relevant standard-setting bodies, as well as the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum and the Munich Security Conference. Written by Carnegie experts, this document includes feedback obtained through consultations through consultations with more than 200 stakeholders in government, the Financial Regulatory Committee, Industry, and Academia, an international advisory group formed in the fall of 2019, provided strategic advice throughout the project. In February 2020, following Carnegie's presentation of this project, what good timing. I know. In February 2020. Yeah. Following Carnegie's presentation of this project at the forum's annual meeting in Davos, the previous month, the World Economic Forum became an official partner. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Basically, all of the, the evil billionaires of the world and leaders of all the banks and the uh, global economy got together and decided, eh, we should probably think about cybersecurity and came out uh, with this report. And Gons, what do you have to say about it? So I went to the PDF here, which is a very long 242-page document. And uh, I didn't go through the entire thing, but it, you know, it goes through the strratagies and the different things they want to do and then the different threats, the threat levels, and uh, a couple of things that jumped out. First off, um, they do mention uh, the G20, the GPFI, and they say the FIAP, F-I-A-P, aligns efforts with the UN's 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development Ooh, there and it is. the G20's high-level principle for digital financial inclusion, and it aims to provide an evolving financial framework for states, regional organizations, and industry. And you got to keep in mind, we, don't, we didn't elect these people. We didn't vote for these people. They just decided to get together and, and save the, the cyber world economy. Yeah, you which know, is the craziest part to remember by, about a lot of this. The World Economic Forum, which, you know, at this point is being heralded as like the authority of global, you know, economics, as well as the IMF. I believe that uh, the IMF is a little bit more authoritative, I think, as far as, the, you know, yeah. being given authority, but not much. Um, they're just billionaires who got together 
I mean, they're just people who just decided to start these organizations and just somehow took over the global economy. Yep. And uh, this is the big kicker here. Another sign that cybersecurity is rising on the financial inclusion agenda is in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's grant making. There they are. Uh, A crucial funder of financial inclusion efforts worldwide through its financial services for the poor program. The Gates Foundation awarded the first grant explicitly focused on cybersecurity uh, in DFS in 2018 in Columbia University's DFS Observatory. And yeah, they are mentioned as one of the organizations um, out of many that are supporting this whole thing here. And, you know, the same way that and this is really the the punchline or the, the takeaway from all this, the same way the pandemic, the quote unquote pandemic created this platform for bill gates to get out there and you know uh, jab him vaccines and whatever whatever the whole deal again not elect not an elected authority and not a health professional no no just a rich guy just a rich guy the same way he was pushed to the forefront to save us all i think they are setting up what can be, I think it's been labeled a cyber pandemic or some kind of major cyber false flag that, mm-hmm. uh, and this has been kind of known in terms of theor- theoretically, but I am having more confidence that that will be the case that we'll have, because even the beginning of this article here, they, they use Bangladesh as uh, this uh, example, you know, just a few months after Carnegie began its work on this project, like Carnegie just happened to start working on this project and oh, a hacker targets Swift. Uh, oh, I know the timing. Yeah. They start on the project, then Swift, which is really, if you don't know about Swift, it's, it's the financial network in the and world. It's really outdated. If, if, <laughs> If you send money, if you get money through like direct deposits from your work, if you really anything, if you do any online banking, Swift is is part of that process. It's a middleman, right? Basically, um, so you know pretty much for all practicality in this conversation, Swift is like the middleman of all money moving in the entire world, right? And so. The, I, I totally see a false flag event taking place here where the internets go down, the financial systems go down, all your banks are down, da, 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 da. And then everything flips back on and there's Bill Gates's face on everyone's screen. Everything's yeah. going to be all right. <laughs> or, or Bezos, maybe, you know, who knows? <laughs> Whoever, all the whole, all of them. the whole crowd. It'll yeah. have a Klaus Schwab yeah, Klaus, in there. Too. Klaus will be there. Uh, and they'll they'll say you know uh, the, the the reset has occurred because if you think about what what's a reset, you know on a computer or something you got to turn it off you got to turn it back on right. <laughs> yeah. I mean if you think about it I think that's, that's what how you fix anything. <laughs> no. Any IT professional knows if you're having a problem just turn it off turn it back on. I really think they're setting it up for a massive uh, entire world type of reset and that's no, not a great course. sign for for something like Bitcoin. Although. Yeah. You know, the ledger will well, still I, remain. Well, yeah, well, be careful. Um, I will say this is a great example of something uh, I brought up and we discussed a few episodes ago regarding 
uh, you know, the concept of a one world government. And of course, this is something that's been talked about for a while. And but a lot of times it's it's talked about in the sense of like, this is what's coming. It's coming. The one world government in the most important ways, in the most important measurable ways we have. We are in a world one world government right now. Yeah. And it's not the UN. And of course, I'm aware of all this. And yes, the UN is part of it. But it's not just government in the way we think about it in that, you know, the a constitutional law keeping organization. Uh, but it, as far as financially, we are and have been under a one world government for a while. Yeah. Because as we know, any government around the world bends the knee to the economic forces of a region. Yeah. You know, it's if you could give me uh, the choice of being president of the world or president of the World Bank, I would much rather be president <laughs> of the World Bank. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, governments bend the knee to the economic forces. And what you have here is a group of the biggest economic forces in the world. Um, I mean, SWIFT alone is at the top of that pyramid. But of course, IMF, uh, WEF, uh, I don't not really sure what FS Isaac is. I should probably learn who they are. But Standard Charter, uh, you know, all these people or people, all these giant economic organizations, that is the one world government. They are currently the one world government. They get together and make decisions that affect the entire world. And it doesn't matter. The best part about it for them is that they don't need to be a quote unquote government. They don't need to make any individual ruling choices. The choices they make affect every government in the world. And that's uh, this is one of the products that we've got from them. And lo and behold, it includes Agenda 2030 and uh, well, pretty much everything we talk Everybody. about. And yeah. if you just look at the list, they have it in alphabetical order here. You got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You have the Bank of Canada, and we had Trudeau talking about the whole Great Reset and the 2030 yeah. agenda of, uh, you know, last couple episodes. You have China, Cyberspace Administration of China, and you also have China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission and People's Bank of China. <laughs> so you have, again, it's one of those issues where if the nations are all so against each other, why are they partnering for these types of endeavors yeah. yeah well that's exact that shows exactly what we're talking about china and the govern the ccp the government of china and the united states government are, are technically adversaries right and yet and yet and yet on the economic level they are working together to uh make decisions that affect the entire world yeah you know they don't, they're not considered enemies when it comes to the economic powerhouses that are going on in, in the, uh, the geographical regions. So there you go. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. I think it, it'll, it's fun to poke around on this PDF, maybe find some more fun stuff to look at. But um, you got India, in black and white. You got India, Interpol, but also uh, the quote, the famous quote from Mayor Amshil Rothschild. Permit me to issue control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. And it's really Booyah. true. You control the money. Oh, you got Israel here. You got Israel uh, working. Italy, Japan, uh, Netherlands. It's all there. It's one big family. Um, there you go. We do. Uh, 
the I guess this last story kind of supplements what we just talked about here. Sure. This is the news.un.org extortion, bio warfare, and terrorism. Extremists are explo- exploiting the pandemic, <sighs> says UN report. I won't read the whole thing. I just got a couple points here. Extremists uh, like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and no extremists like poor podcasters. Oh no. <laughs> Quote, terrorist violent extremists and organized criminal groups are trying to take advantage of the coronavirus disease COVID-19 pandemic to God, expand. Said right there. Organized criminal groups. That's the IMF, the WEF, the World <laughs> yeah, Bank. Right. <laughs> uh, to expand their activities and jeopardize the efficacy and credibility of response measures by governments. That's the UNICRI director, Antonia Marie DeMeo, wrote in the introduction to the report entitled, Stop the Virus of Disinformation. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cyberdemic. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Uh, she says it's here. Oh, it is here. It's it's. I'm well, sick. <laughs> I feel a show burp coming on. Oh, no. I think it's the cyberdemic. It is also alarming that some terrorists and violent extremist groups have attempted to misuse social media to incite potential terrorists and intentionally spread COVID nineteen and to use it as an Im- improvised form of biological of a biological weapon. Miss DeMeo wrote, which is like what? What are you? T- <laughs> that is craziness. Who's using it as a biological weapon other than China? Uh, inspired terrorism case. A note, a notable case of inspired terrorism was that of Timothy Wilson, who plotted to detonate a bomb in a hospital caring for coronavirus patients in Kansas City. He died during a firefight with the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation in March. He had been active in at least two neo-Nazi channels on the social media platform Telegram. And his last online comment was an anti-Semitic Whoops. message regarding the origin of COVID-19, the report said. Uh, and it goes on here. Conspiracy theories often meddle different and contradictory stories. The report said, including, quote, the identification of the 5G mobile phone signal as a vehicle to transmit the virus. We've heard all about that one. And debunking tools. The UNICRI researchers identified several instruments to debunk disinformation and misinformation, including data science tools, fact-checking apps, and artificial intelligence. But warning that technology countermeasures alone cannot stop abuse of social media. In a separate case of disinformation, the UN Refugee Agency has warned about fake information circulating on social media concerning the refugee situation in Ethiopia, such as reports that UN staff had been arrested in the Tigray region and had their vehicles confiscated. Quote, these are false. (laughs) <laughs> sorry let me uh this is false all there of our personal vehicles in tigray are accounted for we urge those using social media to share information responsibly and from corroborated sources only the un agency said so yep uh the climate is is ripe they're they're stirring the pot for the adversary much like they did before 9-11 you know mm. all the 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 uh the terrorists and the the Middle Eastern people, uh, they're bad news. They're all terrorists. They're doing the same thing here with the extremists of misinformation and disinformation. It's all the same pattern. The the names make might change, but the the methods are the same. We need the uh, we need the speech police to oh, yeah. save us. Yeah, Obama. Obama's going to save us. 
More speech police and sewer surveillers. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we better keep laughing because okay. it's getting pretty dark. Yeah. Literally. We better, we better stop outside. then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Um, did you have anything to wrap up on, Gons, or should I just go into just it? Just go into it. Okay. Thanks again. Now, here's the thing, folks. Remember, uh, we will be back. Oh, oh yeah. We should mention about next week. Oh, yeah, next so, week. Next week we uh, is holiday week. We are we have a changed schedule um, due to holiday uh, things. We will be back on Monday. That is November twenty third. November twenty third. Sometime. Well, we're gonna get started a little earlier on the twenty third. So I know uh, when we get started early, it can throw some people off. So be ready. Um, I, we're gonna be trying our best to be live by noon. So be ready for that. Uh, live by noon. We are. Should we just give the whole rundown? Sure. So people can plan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to be doing Canary Cry News Talk um, on new, at noon on November the 23rd. That's on Monday. We're going to go for a couple hours on that. And then if all goes according to plan, we will be doing a Canary Cry radio episode. Um, are we confident enough to uh, announce the guest? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Seems to be. Yeah, we'll be talking to uh, Justin Fall, uh, one of our colleagues and a very cool guy. I haven't seen Justin in person since uh, Burning Man of 2018, 19, 18, one of those. Anyways, uh, looking forward to talking to Justin Fall on Monday. So it'll be a double day, double duty day for us on Monday. We'll be doing Canary Cry News Talk at noon and then somewhere uh, closely after two we'll be talking to justin fall it'll be great um so make sure to plan for that uh, i believe we'll be trying to live stream our interview with justin fall uh from uh, fourth watch Yep. And uh, there you go. Be here for that. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. Um, and if you have questions and stuff for him in the chat, being in the chat will be the great place, uh, a great place to ask those questions. Um, so there you go. Now, remember, we will need producers for Monday's two shows, two shows to produce on Monday. So if you uh, have been thinking about producing the show, go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash ccnt. Uh, for Canary Cry News Talk, patreon.com slash ccnt. Uh, or if you don't like Patreon, that's okay. You can head to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. Canarycryradio.com dot com slash support great way to become a producer and we need you producers uh because this is uh, we do not take advertising dollars from corporations we are not brand friendly and uh we just don't want to have them decide what we can and can't talk about eh, it wouldn't work anyways and that's why uh, we invite you to rebel against the uh, the new world order the, the global government of the uh, financial system. Don't let advertisers uh, go ahead and decide what media is worth existing 
or not. That's up to the people. That's up to you. So thank you very much to all of our supporters and also to our uh, our producers in other ways, our artists. Uh, very important to the show. Thank you very much to our artists. Who do we have today? Let me scroll. Of course, there's Ali. We had Lekecht send us his, uh, his, his Bitcoin graph there. Thank you to Grace. Thank you to producer Mark. Thank you to new artist producer Aaron. Um, thank you to Lloyd. Uh, that's the King's Kid in the chat. Uh, the Canary Cried Dutchman for uh, sending in that jingle as well as uh, let's see here uh, thank you to everybody oh and Javel which is Allie over there on YouTube giving us our uh, timestamps so people don't have to listen to all the nonsense over on the YouTube channels they can just uh, hit those timestamps and find a topic they want to listen to uh, that's uh, a great and very important work so we thank Allie for that as well um let's see did i forget anything um did you say thank you to christopher and laura no oh i, I will because i got the blankets <laughs> you did <laughs> the soft blankets yeah that's very good thank, thank you, you so christopher much, and laura and uh to all of our producers today and here's the thing you can uh, you can help out the show in a lot of ways you know if financially is not in the cards we totally understand look don't feel guilty about not being able to support financially we love you anyways but another great way to support the show uh that's not financial is leaving ratings and reviews you can leave ratings and reviews uh on itunes or stitcher or wherever you listen to the show uh if you have done it yet make sure to smash that like button on youtube that helps us out quite a bit but ratings and reviews also help share the show it tells the itunes algorithms uh, to share the show with people who haven't listened to it before helps us climb those podcast charts which is very important for spreading the word um but uh, you can also share the show on your social media. Just find an episode. Click the little share button. Share it around to your friends, your family. Let people know. Uh, they might be on the, the road of waking up uh, to the fact that the world is not what they thought it was. And that's a good way to do it. And if you need any other instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them. You grab them by the cage. And you shake it. And the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages! Rattle a few cages! The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah, folks. All right. Your last reminder until Monday. Our next show will be Monday, November 23rd, sometime between noon. Well, no, it'll be at noon. Put it on your schedule. We'll be doing Canary Cry News Talk as well as a Canary Cry radio episode with Justin Fall. So make sure to show up for that or else. And uh, any last words, Gons? Just uh, leave us a rating and a review because... You're going down, Olstein. <laughs> Still yeah, working that's on why. that. Yeah. That's why. Because we need to top the Joel Olstein podcast in the podcast charts. It'll happen one of these days. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. 
I wanna shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Fun fact, I believe it was uh, another fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days. Light up a huge blunt, a joint. Give everybody magic mushrooms. Smoke. The CIA, you know, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities. Psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Put me on some, some, I don't know. Are you shot in the butt? Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. (laughs) All right, weird.
future humans will be confined in a people zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and The camera's on